forgot that. <laughs> oh, okay, let's pray. Papa, we pray for open hearts and ears to hear. In Jesus' name, short, sweet, to the point. Let's get to it. I um, thought I had... Sorry, where am I going here? We're down here already, so, alrighty. So, the enemy, of course, tries to distract us, gets in our head, because we allow him to get in our head, and lets us believe things that aren't true. I got the, you're not well, you're not good enough to teach, you're not educated enough to teach. I got lots of distractions from the time I said, yes, I absolutely will. Actually, the way that it went was, Tom read the text from Isaac and wanted to know either one of us wanted to teach, or both. Tom looked at me with that look of, I got nothing, babe. And I said, oh, yeah, I always got something to say. Sign me up. And I thought I knew right away exactly what I was going to be doing. It was going to be on contentment, because God's been teaching me about contentment, how to be content. Seeking out contentment, finding contentment, having peace about things. Over the past six months or so, it's really been laid on my heart. There was a teaching a little while ago that I don't remember. I tried to find it. Isaac had taught, and I was back there doing lyrics, and I was just writing stuff down left and right about contentment, contentment, contentment. So I'm like, yeah, I got this. So I started Googling, looked up scripture, wrote down several different scripture, meditated on it, all of them great, of course. Yeah, I didn't have peace about it. Walked away from it, started doing housework, whatever else I was doing that day. Then hours later, while I was texting someone, searching for an inspirational meme to send them, I had a first download from God. I didn't know it at the time, but he sure did. A few days later, I was driving over to get JJ, and the next download from God came from a billboard that said the same thing the meme had said. Thought that was funny. Didn't really give it a lot of weight at the time. Just, hey, cool. Then the next day, I had to get some shoes. So I went down to Dave's running shop, and the lady that was helping me had the exact same tattoo that the meme and the billboard said. I'm a little stubborn, a little slow sometimes, but I figured it out. Little voice in my says, hey, you try it, yeah done trying to do it by yourself. I gave it to you three times. Of course, I'm smiling, almost in tears because of my stubbornness. So I walk out in my car, and there I sat humbled, knowing God what God wanted me to share. His words, not mine. You got the first one, Olivia? First Thessalonians 4, 7, 8. For God did not call us to uncleanliness, sorry, uncleanness, but in holiness. Therefore, he who rejects this, rejects this does not reject man, but God, who has also given us his Holy Spirit. We have Galatians 3, 18. For if the inheritance is based on law. It is no longer based on promise. But God has granted it to Abraham by means of a promise. 
Psalms 49.15. But God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave, for he shall receive me. Selah. Psalm 73.26. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. 2 Corinthians 7.6. Are we seeing the theme? But God, who comforts the depressed, comforted us by the coming of Titus. Acts 13.30. But God raised him from the dead. And then lastly, Ephesians 2.4.5. But God, being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. They go on and on. There's a lot more but gods in there. But the last one was the one that I stopped at. So I prayed about it, got me thinking about the love of God, and asked him to show me what he wanted me to see. I like to get out into nature. I like to be by myself with crickets, birds, whatever, maybe out there. I was out at Harrison Lake, sitting in my car with the windows down, listening to the birds. There was a mower running in the distance. I watched a lady walking her two little dogs down the sidewalk near the beach. Every now and then I could hear a, flip, a fish flapping in the water. As I sat there quietly, taking in nature, I prayed for God to show me what he wanted me to see. Decided to get out of my car and go sit in one of the swings next to the water. Sat there for what seemed like about 15 minutes, but in actuality, it was an hour and a half. Yeah, God's funny that way, isn't he? He's pretty, he's a character. Yeah, while sitting there, I saw a crane swoop across the lake seamlessly about two feet above the surface, then land on a piece of wood that was sticking out of the water. All these reminded me of how God loves everything that he's created. How he loves us so big, so vast, and there is no time frame on the love that he gives. I turned on some worship music and another reminder of his love came flowing through the lyrics of Run to the Father. It starts out, verse one, I've carried a burden for too long on my own. I wasn't created to bear it alone. I hear your invitation to let it all go. I see it now, I'm laying it down, and I know that I need you. I run to the Father, I fall into grace. I'm done with the hiding, no reason to wait. My heart needs a surgeon, my soul needs a friend, so I'll run to the Father again and again, and again and again. You saw my condition, had a plan from the start. Your son for redemption, the price for my heart. And this is the part that got me thinking even harder and got me in my feelings. Go ahead and pull it up, Olivia. I don't have a context for that kind of love. I don't understand I can't comprehend. All I know is I need you. 
Obviously, it's much better with the music. But I don't have a context for that kind of love. I don't understand. I don't comprehend. All I know is I need you. Ever have those moments where you just don't get it? You don't understand. It doesn't click. Whatever it may be, whether it's a word, whether it's at work, whether you're trying to understand someone else, where they're coming from, you're blank. You check out. I don't understand what you're saying. I don't get it. I've heard that quite a bit lately, and that kind of that's resonated with me. But the part I don't have a context. The love he has for us is so beyond anything we can possibly comprehend. To just dwell in his love and experience God, it blows your mind some days. I, I get to the point some days where I'm in tears and laughing at the same time to know that he loves me as much as he loved that bird flying across the water, as much as he loves all the criminals in jail, all the homeless people, all the people that have really made really bad mistakes, all the ones that are getting it all right. His love is unending, never failing, and is not any different the Old Testament to the New. As I sat there listening, sitting in the swing, I was crying and laughing at the same time. Some people were fishing down by me. They probably thought I was losing my mind. They did. They probably they, they were being they were being they're being nice. They went, they didn't really say anything. So, yeah, you know. Oh, thanks, Morgan. The last line, though, is all I know is I need you. To know that we need God, to fully comprehend that we need him, and he is our supply of everything we could possibly imagine. When we don't get it, he loves us. When we screw up, he loves us. When we see what he's revealing to us, he loves us for eternity. He loves us. He speaks of that love. He talks about it. We got John 13, 34. This is Jesus speaking the word of God. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another even as I have loved you that you also love one another. John 14, 13 through 21. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. If you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore. 
but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in the Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them in the one who loves me is the one, excuse me, whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Pretty specific, isn't it? We're supposed to love the way Jesus loved us. Then John 15, 9 through 13. Just as the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Not half, not a little, but full. This is my commandment, that you love one another just as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that one laid down his life for his friends. And speaking of laying down your life, with the crucifixion of Jesus, the one who made the blind see, the lame walk, raised Lazarus from the dead. Healed the lepers. Stilled the storm. Healed the lame. Healed the lady with the issue of blood. Healed the blind. Restored a withered hand. Cured a deaf and mute man. And so on and so on. Do we really think that the spikes held him there? In the flesh, sure. But Jesus did all those things and more. He probably could have just stopped it from happening or removed the spikes altogether. That's one take on it. Yet in our spiritual reality... Love held him there. The deepest, truest, most compassionate, understanding love we will ever experience held him him to that cross. A love we we have no context for. A love we can't comprehend. We'll get it when we get to heaven one day. And then, mind blown. We have those little bits of experiences here on earth. Kind of cool. I believe with everything in me that the most attainable thing that we could ever desire or want is the love of God. For him to be able to show us that love and be loved. There are some people that don't know what love is or they've got a tainted view of what love may be. So sharing the love of God is what we're supposed to do according to scripture. We're supposed to love the way Jesus loved us, even when it's hard, even when it doesn't make sense, even when we don't understand.
there, I didn't write pause on that one. I just stopped for a second. As Tom had mentioned last week, we are learning to love JJ in a whole different way. Not in a bad, not different. It's different, but in a different context. For those of you who don't know, JJ is not sitting here. Where did, anyway. Oh, there he is. There's JJ. <laughs> he doesn't want me to say it like this. He's our foster son because it has a connotation with it. I like it because it shows who he is. Obviously, he's not my kid. He's not Tom's. We know that. But we were blessed to be able to meet him and get to know him and nurture him and love him in a way that we have never experienced before. Giving birth to a child and raising stepkids that I don't like calling stepkids. There's more names again, but um, it's very different. Being a stepmom is different than being a mom. Being a foster mom is very different than those two things too, than being a biological mom and being an aunt, being a cousin. It's different. It's just a different way. But we are open, getting our eyes opened up to um, sharing with someone who hasn't experienced life the way we have. His life is very different than what we were raised. So we'll support him in that. We'll pray for him and we will lift him up. And we'll do the best we can. And then it's all on you, okay? Just no pressure. <laughs> that really went a lot faster than I anticipated. I probably should have timed it, huh? What's that? More pauses, okay. I guess everybody's going to get an early lunch. Hey, warm food. You don't have to worry about waiting for anything. Okay, well, we can make it. We will, oh, Tom's got something before. Oh, there we go. How big is God's love? How big does he see his family? How big is it? This big? It's huge. I'm going to give you an example. And Shelby gave me a great picture this morning. We're at the campground yesterday. We're riding through the, the trails of my aunt and uncle. And JJ's riding along. And JJ's talking about what he wants for his birthday in March. Yeah, in March. <laughs> now, I want you to think about something. He's met Shelby Olivia a handful of times, so he knows them about this deep. Okay? He says, I think I'm going to ask Shelby for a 22 for my birthday. I said, and my aunt was like, that's a pretty big ask. And of course, if y'all meet JJ, he's a talker. And he keeps talking. That's not a knock, son. That's a good thing. And he's talking, and he goes, I think I'll just ask Shelby if he takes me out shooting guns. I said, that's a lot better ask. You could probably do that. 
And I'm telling Shelby this, this story this morning. And he says, I'm paraphrasing this because I'm going to get a little wrong. You'll get the picture. When you know JJ's story, he doesn't have much family. His family is this big. Would you agree? So in his eyes, his family is actually this big because it's whoever he comes in path with. That's how God sees all of us in his family. We're all encompassed in it. We all bring what we bring to the table, our flaws, our mistakes, our failures, our stupid decisions. Does he stop loving us? Not one ounce. He actually helps walk us right through those points like Jody talked about this morning about how much his love for you is. He doesn't stop. He just keeps moving. Come on, son. Come on, son. You're almost there. Keep going. I got great things over here for you. Stop looking back here. Let's go. Let's go. JJ's at a point in his life where he still sees a lot of his past, his mistakes, his regrets, his oopses, some strongholds. And I know he sees the promise over here. The good things. You see him, don't you? But these damn things back here will not let go sometimes. They keep pulling you back. And he made a, com a comment to me. He goes, I just want to have a day where I'm free to be able to see what you see. And the Holy Spirit gave me some words. I said, you already have it. Stop looking back here and look what's for you because it's already been bought and paid for you. Start stepping. We have the same promise. His love is that big. His family is that big. He didn't hold back from Joshua or David. Me and Nick were talking this one a little bit about David, about responsibility. You know the biggest problem that Christians have? Taking responsibility. Oops, sorry. That's not taking responsibility. Own up to it, know you're forgiven, and keep stepping forward. Own up, take responsibility, keep stepping forward. That's very important. David was a master at it, and he would blow it. He'd look at God and say, oh, God, I'm so sorry. But did he stop moving? He kept moving forward. Read the story about the ark. He blew it the first time, got people killed. The second time he came in dancing with a loincloth on, celebrating Jesus, her God, because he knew. He listened. Does that help your time frame? Should I give a in there too? Does that help you? Pause. <laughs> um, he just reminded me of something else I actually took out. So I'll add it back in because now seems like a great time because of the way that God works. I took it out completely. But anyways, um, having a conversation with JJ the other day. Um, he was asking questions. So I got out some scripture and I was reading it. I'm a visual person. Sometimes I like to share that because some people don't realize they're visual people until they 
get told they're visual people. They realize they're visual people. Because you, some you learn by reading and looking. Some people learn by hearing better. It just, everybody's a little different. So it was, um, he was mentioning the same thing to me. He had mentioned to Tom. I, I want what you guys got. I want to see it. I want to know it like you guys know it. I'm like, first of all, like, dude, you think we started knowing all the things we know now? Uh, no. 10 years ago, 12 years ago, 15, 20 years ago? I'm a late in lifer. I didn't get, I didn't bring Jesus in my life. Or honestly, I didn't open the door until I was 27. Some of these kids have Jesus their entire life. They're blessed beyond blessed. They don't, sometimes don't realize it, but that's okay. They'll figure it out. Jesus, or JJ accepted Jesus in May. He's just a little infant. Thank you. It's awesome. He's just a baby. And I said to him, I said, we're just a baby. He's like, what are you? Oh. A tweener? I don't know. Depends how you look at it. Sometimes, I said, I'll give you a visual. And this is where the visual comes in. I said, think of a lake and a beach. Nature person, there's my visual. You're standing on the beach. Okay? I said, believe it or not, JJ, there are people that go to church every single Sunday, their whole life, and they're not going to go to heaven. They don't have a relationship with Jesus. It's sad, but it's true. You don't accept Jesus into your heart and you don't know him and have a relationship with him. The only way to get to God and have the Holy Spirit reside inside of you is to acknowledge and accept Jesus. So there's going to be a lot of people that aren't going to be there. There's going to be a lot of people that are. So those people that are up there standing on the beach, they're out here just standing on the beach looking at the water, having a good old time, waving at the people that are way out there because they chose to dive in jump in. Some are floating in boats because they're kind of scared, but they're out there. They don't know. I said, JJ, your, your toes are in. You just started. You've got so much to learn. He's like, where are you? 16-year-old, of course. Where are you at? I said, I don't know, maybe knee-deep, waist-deep. Depends what day it is. I said, Dad's way out there, swimming around, pulling people in. It was just a visual. But some of us are a little deeper some days, and some we're not. We're sitting on the beach, kind of taking it in. Does it mean we have less faith? Nope. It's just how much we choose to immerse ourselves in the love of God. And immerse means just completely engulf yourself and completely just let him love you. He can't do it if you got all your walls up. He can try and pick at them, knock them down. But until you make a choice to knock those down with the help of Jesus, the help of your support people, the help of your church family, the help of your friends, and you know who your true friends are, the ones that are there for you. Some come and go. But that's when we immerse ourselves in what God, what God has for us. Then we get to experience in very different ways. We're all different people. I was reminded of that from Jerry. We will experience the love of God differently. 
Not everyone's going to go out to Harrison Lake and sit in the swing and say, eh, nothing's happening. Jody's full of crap. This ain't working. Maybe that's not you. Maybe that's not the way that you can experience the love of God. Everybody's just a little different. God created us that way. How boring would it be if we were all the same? Anybody want to check on Tanner to see how she's doing? Absolutely. Yes. Yes, you absolutely. We want to get it recorded so everybody can hear you nice and loud. Last week I shared, um, I'm going to get my tonsils out this week. <clears throat> what I didn't share is that I have a mass on my tonsil, which we don't know what it is, but I am not a person that's ever had headaches. So ever since this has been discovered, I've had weekly, daily headaches. And being a nurse and knowing the possibilities, of course, I go to brain cancer. I have a brain tumor. I have cancer, whatever. Um, Jerry and Jill were over Friday night, and we were talking about this. And I said, you know, I... Um, I think it would be so much easier to be a non-believer because belief takes a lot of faith. Mm. And I've been a believer since I was 16, was saved when I was 16. And I know a lot of people look at me and think, wow, she's really a woman of faith. But I struggle, just like all of you. So as they were getting ready to leave, and, I, and I've gone through this for three months of Greater is he that is with, within me than he that is in the world. And pull out the Bible and read it. But the song today, testimony, spoke to me. Like, I need to make a testimony. I need to make a confession that I have let Satan take over in my brain many, many times in the last three months and fought it, and the headache was there. And I'm like, it's there, I, I'm not imagining it. So as Jerry and Joe were leaving, I said, I'm, I asked them to pray for me, and they did. And built a little bit of more faith in my heart. And this morning, singing that song of breaking the chains, and making a testimony. Last week, I couldn't even stand for worship because I was afraid. My head hurt so bad, I was afraid that I would fall over. Today, walking in here, I said, no, that is not going to happen. God is in control of this. And if it turns out that I have a brain tumor or brain cancer or whatever, I know that God still has me. No matter where I go, God has me. So that's my testimony to you. If you're struggling, just build that faith in your heart that God has you. And don't let Satan talk to you like he has to me for the last three months. Because that's over. It's not going to happen anymore. And as I stood for worship today, I had no headache. It's amazing when we uh, 
We get in our flesh about things, the way things play out. I've talked about it before. I deal with depression. I don't have really anxiety besides this morning. <laughs> um, no, um, it's not really anxiety. Mine's more I get in my own head about things and then I you know, convince myself that I'm not good enough and they're better off without me. And this, all this, you know, it turns into a big, huge tornado of feelings. But we all struggle with something in our flesh. We're imperfect. We are absolutely imperfect. The only thing that makes us perfect is Jesus. That's the only thing that makes us perfect. And he doesn't see our flesh. He sees the perfection of Jesus inside of us. The Holy Spirit guides us and leads us and teaches us what we're supposed to do. Are we getting close? She's good? All right. Two minutes? All right. We can. Hey, Chris, you want to come up? You got something, Tom? If you guys are okay with it, um, you want to quit for JJ? Will you come up here? You guys can officially meet JJ. (laughs) Besides just waving back in the corner. (laughs) You just heard. His real name is Joshua, but he doesn't like it because, can I say it? Can I say it or not? Too late, you already said it. No. Did I say Joshua? Yeah. I'm sorry, he doesn't like it because it's too white. <laughs> I'm serious, what do you say? They're laughing with you, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Don't be embarrassed, it's all good. So but he just likes like, DJ. Just like this testimony, how the enemy likes to come in and plant seeds and hold you back from the truth and the promise. I see this guy struggle with it. So if you don't mind, come up laying hands on him and just speaking a word over him and breaking things off. This help break things off this young man. I would appreciate it. Because it, if it comes from just me and Jody, sometimes it comes across like, yeah, whatever. I say that in love. But you all know what God sees. Would you agree? What does God see? A son. Someone filled with the Holy Spirit. Righteous. Perfect, holy, blameless, beyond reproach, sanctified, set apart. Do you struggle with those things? You don't see them, do you? So if you would, please, I would appreciate it. So I don't know if you are, if you feel like you have to, or you be free this morning. Come up, take the mic, just speak over JJ. And we did this at camp, and it rocks some kids' worlds. I'm telling you right now, it was incredible. And I know this family loves people, so if you got a word, come up. Oh, he's going to give you a seat oh, to take a seat and relax. The hot seat. This is how it works in the family room, by the way. Isaac, you got something? Oh, sorry. JJ, I just get the word courageous warrior. Mm-hmm. And I got that when I met you several months ago. And uh, I continue to get it over and over in this morning when Jody was talking, I was thinking, I hope that I hope that you're not real sensitive to being embarrassed. You picked the wrong foster mother for that. <laughs> if you if you give her access to a story in your life, Lord knows she's gonna use it. But I got this picture of you growing in that in strength and in courage. To change to change your life, 
the Lord changed you in the inside. And as that flows out of you, you're going to change everybody's world around you. In Jesus' name. Father, we just ask that you put a hedge around JJ right now. That everything that Satan is telling him is a lie. That you are the truth. That his life that he's given to you, Lord, that would be cleansed from all of the evil that is only from Satan. We ask that you put your angels around him and lift him and let him feel and know that you are watching over him and that you love him every day and that he could be an example to young men and women that he comes in contact with. They can see the light shining in him there that, that Tom and Jill have showed him, Jody, sorry, Tom and Jody have showed him the love that they have, they have filled him with and that he sees in them. We just pray that you would uh, just give him that hope of eternity that we all have and that you would just love him like no other, Lord. We just pray this in thy holy, precious name and we give him to you, Lord. JJ, you're in a pretty pretty cool spot in life, man. There's a perspective is everything. It's how someone looks at something. So um, we all know people in our lives who they like to they like to hang on to what their past is, what what's happened in the past. And I've used this metaphor before, but when you're in a vehicle, it's tough to navigate and it's tough to see what you what what's going on in front of you if you're if you're focused on the rear view. It's tough to drive when you're looking in the mirror behind you. So the cool thing about the position that you're in is you get to you get to write your story from this point. And you're you're someone who wants to forget about that past. You're gonna meet everybody who you're gonna meet a lot of people in your life who want to have their identity defined by what's happened to them up to this point. That's not the case with you. You're gonna write your story from this point. So your identity is found in Christ. It's not found in the experiences that you've had. Once you shed those and once you understand that every single morning, everybody has to do that anyway, you get fresh grace and mercy every day because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. So I'm going to pray for you that you're going to have a renewed spirit and a renewed mind, okay? Thank you, Lord, right now. just giving JJ the eyes of Christ for a renewed spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, just for entering his body and helping him understand that every single day we wake up with fresh grace and mercy. Jesus doesn't look at our resume. There's no prerequisites to getting his love. There's believing and accepting the gift that he gave us. We're just so thankful for you, Lord. Just thankful for the the renewing of all of our minds, all of our spirits, to knowing that we are redeemed by you, Jesus. You are the atonement for our sins. There is nothing we can do your, your favor is unmerited. There's nothing that we can do to earn it. Just thank you, Lord, right now for helping him write his identity on his heart. His identity is how you see him, Jesus, perfect. Thank you, Lord. In your name we pray, amen. You can hop up now. <laughs> Unless you want to stay here. That's what you, okay, all right. Um, Let's pray.
Thank you, Papa, for the word you give us, for providing the way to reach you and access you and access all you have provided through Jesus Christ. Thank you for sending the advocate, the Holy Spirit, that dwells in every one of us who has accepted Jesus, our Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, and all his people said, amen. Have a great week.